Now podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 160 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I am your host, Paul Marquis, and today we are going to be talking about basilar or CMC joint arthritis. We're going to be reviewing anatomical structures involved. We're going to talk about who gets this nasty little debilitating problem, and we're going to talk about how to diagnose it, rule out some lookalikes. We'll talk about activity modification and bracing and different types of treatment and so much more. But if you don't mind just holding for a moment, we're going to have a word from our sponsors. Do you experience leg and foot fatigue when standing for long periods of time? A main doctor and the company he founded, Mainly Technology Group, have created a high-tech, all-terrain, chemical-free sock designed to reduce fatigue. The Easy Glider Sock has a graduated compression weave to keep blood flowing and to keep you energized. Created by Dr. Lee Thibodeau, the Easy Glider is also frictionless, lightweight, warm, extremely durable, and wicks away moisture. The socks will stay fresh for days, thanks to the organic antimicrobial agent, Kytosan. Easy Glider is the only sock you'll ever need for sports, work, and leisure. To find out more, visit EasyGliderSocks.com. That's EasyGliderSocks.com. Did you know that over 90% of foot and ankle problems are caused by a tight calf muscle? Introducing the Easy Slant, a durable, adjustable, and portable calf stretching device. The Easy Slant was designed to increase stretching compliance and get you back on your feet and feeling better faster. So if you work with patients seeking to ease or avoid foot pain or clients who want to improve their athletic performance, look no further. Visit EasySlant.com to learn more or order yours today. Enter coupon code OEP for a 10% discount on your first Easy Slant. Welcome back. Well, I couldn't pass this one up today. You know, I had a patient come in yesterday and uh, he had a foot problem. And while he was being treated for the foot, he also asked about his thumb. He said, you know, this base of my thumb is killing me. I can barely grip things anymore. I like to be active. I like to use wrenches. I do a lot of automotive work. And, um, you know, so I took a brief look at that. Then once I got home, my wife says, I was wondering if you could take a look at the base of my thumb. I'm having some pain there. So I checked her out also just to find out that they both had the same problem. Uh, he had some severe basilar arthritis and my wife seems to be having a little early degenerative change going on there with some discomfort uh, in that area. So what is basilar joint or CMC arthritis? Well, I think it's important that we start with anatomy first. So the joint we are talking about exists between the proximal first metacarpal and the trapezium bone, hence the CMC or carpometacarpal joint. So the most common person you'll see this in is going to be in females, typically people who are older than 40 years old. Like every joint in the body, it breaks down over time. You'll see it more in people who do a lot of aggressive pinching or gripping, especially of small objects, over and over and over. And then over time, the joint can become a little bit unstable. So, 
you know, diagnosing it, in my opinion, is fairly easy. But keep an eye on those lookalikes, and we've talked about lookalikes in the past, where you can have one thing look like something else. So let's try to identify it first. So just take a look at the radial side of your hand. So you're basically going to have you know, a, a neutral wrist and you're looking at the thumb side and radial side of your hand and wrist. You're going to start at that first metacarpal and you're going to follow that from distal to proximal. As soon as you hit the first joint, you're there. Okay. Oftentimes you'll see a bump or you're going to see some swelling in that area and that can be quite painful to palpate. Now, let's make sure that it's arthritis and not something else. All right, so it's important that you do a couple things. First thing I start with is I, I, I kind of get the decorvain stenosing tenosynovitis out of the picture. So I'll start with a Finkelstein test. And for those of you who are not familiar with the Finkelsteins, just go into the show notes and click on the video link of Finkelsteins and it'll take you to a video that I made on how to identify if you have a decorvain stenosing tenosynovitis. Once I do that, and I do it very gently because a lot of people will be painful even if they don't have the tendonitis. I also follow and palpate the abductor pollicis longus and extensor pollicis brevis tendons above and below that joint, so proximal and distal to that CMC joint. If they're painful, distal and proximal, it may be the tendon and not the joint. The next thing I do is I palpate the whole CMC joint. So not only do I do it under the tendons that we were just talking about, but I do it on the volar and on the um, dorsal aspect of the CMC joint. So I give it a little squeeze. If they have pain with that also, it's more likely to be a CMC problem. The third thing I do is a CMC grind test. So if you want to see how that is done, uh, check out the video link in the show notes. Basically, I take a hold of the first CMC joint, I push into that trapezium, and I give it a little bit of a grind, a, like a circular motion. Oftentimes, you'll feel some crepitus in there, you'll hear some crepitus in there, and it'll be painful also. Another sign of CMC uh, joint arthritis. And then the next thing I do is I ask about mechanism of injury. So if this was just an insidious onset, just kind of came on and this person's over 40 years old and maybe doing a lot of repetitive gripping and grasping, it's likely to be a CMC arthritis. But if somebody had a fall, let's say, maybe a foosh and uh, sustained an extension and radial deviation at the same time, it's possible it could be a scaphoid fracture. So you're at that CMC joint, you just palpate it, and then you go a little more proximal into that anatomical snuff box real deep. And if they're having pain deep in there, you need to make sure that you rule out that scaphoid fracture because remember, about 50% of them don't heal. So addressing them early is very important and you don't want to miss it, especially when somebody's had some mechanism of injury. And we have seen this in soccer players, young people, old people. Um, we've seen it in all kinds of folks. You want to identify these early. And even if you're not sure, it's good to get them checked out and get that x-ray just to make sure, okay? So early orthopedic intervention for that is key. But as far as CMC arthritis goes, you know, you really don't need to get crazy with these things. The way we treat them, especially in mild cases, is a little bit of rest. We try to decrease all of this repetitive gripping that is going on. Uh, sometimes you can do soft tissue modalities like ultrasound or iontophoresis with dexamethasone sodium phosphate. If you want to learn how to do ionto or want to know more about it, I'll have a video in the show notes on that also. 
Now, if you can get a little medication in there, that can help. The other thing you need to do is minimize the amount of trauma to that area. So we want, you know, that CMC joint becomes unstable. And so we want to stabilize it a little bit. So some people will do some taping to that area to keep it stable. Um, one of the braces I really like, and I, uh, I, I'm, I'm not doing a promotional anything on this uh, at this point, but the uh, CMC Push Metagrip works really, really well. It's a low-profile brace that basically helps to keep that joint in position so it doesn't feel so unstable. So the when you're using it, you can use the thumb a little bit better. Now, some people have a really big bony prominence there, and if you're using the Push Brace, sometimes that harder plastic will be a little uncomfortable. So then I will jump into something like a Comfort Cool CMC Brace, it's more of a neoprene type brace. You can put a strap right around that CMC joint. And I find people are much more comfortable with that, especially if they are uh, having a lot of bony spurs in that area. So really it's kind of a comfort thing for either of those. One may be a little more stabilizing than the other. It depends on the activity level and uh, the comfort of wearing it. So I usually try both of them and see which one the patient likes the best. You can also get into a thumb uh, spica brace, but the problem with that is it's a little bit longer. It goes up the arm a little further, so it, it's a little more incapacitating. You can't use the wrist as much. I'm more apt to use those for people who have decorvanes type issues. And then we try to get people to do a little less gripping and minimize vibration activities when gripping. Now, if a person has like a moderate to severe arthritis or having quite a bit of discomfort, they may do well with an intra-articular injection, like a cortisone injection into the area. I know these are very, very painful uh, because the joint is tight already. But, you know, remember that joint is encapsulated. So when you put the medication in there, it puts a lot of pressure. It's just like filling a water balloon extra with more water. And so that can put a lot of pressure. But once that gets absorbed over a couple of days, it can give people some pretty good relief if the if the joint is not completely destroyed and it's mostly inflammation inside the joint. And so when people, you know, get through all this conservative treatment, they've tried the injection, they've tried bracing and it's still, you know, they're losing grip or they're having a hard time doing their daily activities, then sometimes surgery is, uh, you know, the ultimate treatment for it and uh, it, sometimes it's inevitable. And we have very good success with people who have surgery for this particular problem. Now, I'm not going to get into the different types of surgeries and the outcomes from that. We do have great outcomes with it. So uh, it is a very common surgery. So, you know, I, uh, I would definitely talk to an orthopedic surgeon and see what their thoughts are in regards to the severity and uh, if they need to uh, have surgery or not. So folks, Thank you. That is our show today. I'd like to uh, just remind you to check out the links in the show notes. We have links to our website, our YouTube channel. We're doing some online coaching. We also have um, links to the pertinent videos that match up with our podcast. So be sure to check those out. And there are also links to our sponsors. And, uh, you know, it's not a bad idea once in a while to check out what our sponsors uh, have to offer. So uh, give that a click and uh, see if you like anything uh, that they have. Also, please go over to your podcasting station, whoever you use. It could be Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify. And uh, give us a rating and review that really helps to uh, build uh, you know, the value in our uh, podcast. And uh, be sure to send me your questions. There's a link to my email. And uh, I'd be more than happy to put those questions on the show and do my very best to try to answer those for you. So folks, again, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time. And uh, have a great day and take care. 
We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.